Welcome to the Live Life Healthy Podcast, your place to hear the whole truth about health and well-being using integrative medicine so that you can get the tools you need to take back your health naturally starting now. I'm Dr. Priyanka Gupta, your host and naturopathic doctor. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dr. Priyanka Gupta and in this episode I'll be talking a little bit about fibroids. Now in the treatment of fibroids there is a wide range of options or interventions. So all the way to hysterectomy which is a complete removal of the uterus to a myomectomy which is a more localized removal of the fibroid to the scope of using supplements, nutrition, and diet, there is a wide range of different treatments and options available on a more individualized or case-by-case basis, obviously. So in the context of this podcast, I'll be talking a little bit about what is known as estrogen dominance, which can be the driver of fibroids, as well as certain foods that can help to manage uh, fibroids. So we won't be really talking about too many supplements and items like that, but we're talking mostly about estrogen dominance and the foods that you might use to either prevent or to augment or to use in conjunction with any treatment protocol that you might be using currently. As always, it's always important to talk to your primary healthcare practitioner before using any type of interventions. So what are fibroids? Fibroids are benign tumors. They are termed as uterine leomyomas or myomas. Um, And so they aren't cancerous or life-threatening, but they can cause some serious health issues. So why or how people come or how women come to know that they have fibroids, typically speaking, is that they might have prolonged periods, they might have heavy menstrual bleeding or spotting, uh, frequent urination, or some type of pelvic heaviness. And another symptom is constipation. So you might see a number of these uh, symptoms that might lead a person or a patient to seek treatment and seek investigation. And what's important to realize is that not to uh, ignore the symptoms. Some women, you know, they might have had heavy periods throughout their younger years and they have heavy periods, you know, going into their 50s and they think that it's normal or they might ignore it or push back any investigation. So Heavy menstrual bleeding should be investigated as you approach 45 to 50 just to rule out fibroids or any type of uterine lining dysfunction. Um, Constipation is also an interesting um, symptom, whereas it might seem benign and might be something that, you know, individuals kind of just brush off as something that can be part of their, their daily habits. But Constipation is also one of the symptoms or can point to fibroid, um, a, a suspicion of fibroids. So who is at risk for fibroids? Typically between the ages of 50, 30 to 50, we see the occurrence of fibroids. Um, some individuals who are overweight or obese tend to have a more higher risk of having fibroids. And certain ethnicities, um, including African-American or African-Canadians, um, they do tend to have, we do tend to see a little bit more Um, risk of fibroids in certain ethnicities as well as having a family history of fibroids as well. So certain 
um, you know, risk factors can point to somebody having fibroids, but definitely, you know, the more investigation is needed to kind of um, rule out and also rule in fibroids. Now, another interesting um, caveat is that if a person begins menstruating before the age of 10, that can also be a risk factor for fibroids. And why that is, is that it could be a sign of what's called estrogen dominance. Estrogen dominance is a type of syndrome, I should say, that points to an imbalance in the hormones. So whereas there is a balance of estrogen, progesterone, and even testosterone, some individuals have more of an estrogen dominant type of a syndrome. So um, why that occurs, There's it's multifaceted. One of the reasons could be environmental factors, for example, the use of plastics and phthalates and um, you know more chemicals in our environment that can lead to a little bit more of an estrogen dominant picture in some individuals uh, as well. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but looking at the gut microbiome. So in terms of estrogen balance, we excrete estrogen after a period of time and it's you know put into the intestines and it's ready for excretion some individuals who have dysbiosis can actually reactivate this estrogen and it becomes reabsorbed into the bloodstream and we see elevated levels or a disproportionately higher amount of estrogen if you will to progesterone so that can also cause an estrogen dominant type of a a syndrome or scenario so estrogen dominance can be one of the major factors or or one of the factors that we're finding for fibroid development Um, and really how to manage um, estrogen dominance there are definitely ways to manage the root cause Um, so for example cleaning out your makeup cabinet or um, making sure the home is um, you know detoxified in the sense of using natural uh, makeup natural cleaners natural self-care products is could be one way to address this estrogen dominance um, syndrome that can occur as well there are some foods actually that can help to mitigate estrogen dominance so some Um, substances actually have an inhibitory effect on fibroids so namely green tea I'll just read them out green tea turmeric grapes actually do also have a component in them that can have an inhibitory effect on fibroids licorice root tea onions pomegranates berries as well as all cruciferous vegetables so such as broccoli cauliflower um, cabbage these are all great foods for um, release, releasing estrogen dominance or balancing out hormones. So these are things that can definitely help, as well as tomatoes, watermelons, which contain lycopene. Uh, garlic, which contains allicin, is also something that's been um, shown to have some inhibitory effects on, on fibers or helps, helps to uh, mitigate estrogen dominance. And as Uh, as well as the broccoli as I mentioned broccoli has something added which is sulforaphane and that is very important for releasing or detoxifying the body of excess estrogens so these are some of the foods that somebody may use to enhance or in in um, conjunction with any fibroid protocol that they may be put on now when we talk about foods to avoid Um, Definitely there is studies to suggest that fatty meats or uh, processed sugars, butter, smoked meats, fast foods 
even red meats they can have a um, proliferative effect on fibroids so you want to cut down on processed sugars and processed or refined carbohydrates as such and really lean into the fruits and vegetables fresh fruits and vegetables that is to have a more inhibitory effect um, another interesting aspect um, is supplementation with vitamin D. So they do find that individuals or researchers do find that individuals with fibroids tend to have lower levels of vitamin D and vitamin D is very important for immune health as well as bone health but it's actually very important for the uterine lining or inhibiting proliferation at the uterine lining so certain individuals or certain ethnicities which have who have more of a propensity for vitamin d deficiency they are linked to more incidences of fibroids so there's a connection definitely there so all this information is on my website drpriyankand.com if you wanted a list of the foods that have been shown to have an inhibitory effect on fibroids the information and the research and references are there as well as the discussion on vitamin d deficiency and the development of fibroids so in this context, really, I just wanted to highlight some of the dietary components of or dietary considerations for fibroids. Uh, nutrition, diet is really a basis or very foundational for me in my practice. I don't um, like to just you know, prescribe different types of hormone therapies or just supplements for the sake of, of doing that. We really need to look at um, the diet, nutrition, um, how the body is metabolizing or excreting hormones to really um, give the proper support to the individual or the, or the patient. So I just wanted to highlight some of the great foods that you might want to consider in putting into your diet for prevention as well as support for fibroids. And as always, you can always reach out to me and find me on my website, drpriyankand.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Live Life Healthy Podcast. For more information, you can visit my website at www.drpriyankand.com. See you on the next episode.